Welcome to The Exchange, a podcast from Grace Church, an independent Bible teaching church in Wichita Falls, Texas. In this podcast, we examine the world through a grace perspective and connect biblical truth in everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Exchange Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan Smith, the high school and college pastor here at Grace Church. And this week we have a really exciting episode. We have today Kay Chance and Tammy Hughes joining me. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Well, I am Kay, like you said, and uh, I have gone to Grace Church for probably about... 17, 18 years now. Yeah. Um, my husband is Brian. He's an elder here. Um, we have two sons who are both in college now. Um, here at the church, I serve as the ministry assistant to Jeff Metter in the communications right. department. And then on the side, I do a freelancing business where I write for people and just do a Did lot of some, different odd jobs. some curriculum, right? Yeah, I wrote some curriculum. Um, we homeschooled our children, and so I've worked with, for um, some homeschool curriculum yeah. companies. Cool. Cool. Okay. And Tammy? Yep, and I'm Tammy Hughes. And uh, let's see, I am married. Derek is on the pastoral staff here. And we have two sons, one that is on his own now and one that is still in college. Uh, I have spent the last 24 years of my life uh, working with the Heim Group, which is an organization that helps big organizations really understand and value the talent, um, specifically looking at gender that they have yeah. and how to make that work well. Yeah. You've spoken to our staff about that and you yeah. brought your presentation here and helped us, uh, kind of understand the, the gender differences and the, the dynamics of relationships and things like that, which is really super interesting. I mean, I feel like if I was at a company and we had to go to a meeting like that one day, that'd be one of the more interesting meetings they could bring us into. So Yeah, um, yeah I hope so. The nuances are definitely beneficial when yeah, we understand them. Yeah, I'm sure. So um, it's great to have you guys on. You guys are, are the first female guests on the podcast, but you're also the first non-staff guests, I, I believe, non um, pastoral staff guests. So that's really, uh, that's really cool as well. This is a, a, a episode I've been looking forward to. We've had a lot of... Um, people say that this was a topic they wanted to get into. We're going to talk about women in the church, women in ministry, and and I'm excited. Um, there's a lot that, that goes into this topic. We won't obviously cover everything. The goal of the conversation today is to start a bigger conversation on women in ministry, women in Grace Church, what that looks like, what it could look like. Um, and so thank you guys for joining. I'm really excited about this. And, uh, and also for people who might, listeners who might have questions about this or other topics, we do have our email address uh, for specifically for questions for the podcast, exchange at gracechurch.com. So if you have questions about today's topic or suggestions for other topics, you can email those to exchange at gracechurch.com. So let's go ahead and jump into today's discussion. And, uh, and I want to... I, Tammy, you mentioned your your top your um, job talking about gender in the workplace and those dynamics. Could you go into maybe just a little bit more detail about what that looks like? Maybe some of the highlights and and why you enjoy doing that. Well, uh, for the most part, um, we're a research based organization, so we really help. Uh, clients better understand how men and women might bring ideas up differently, how right. they might engage in conflict differently, how they might talk about their successes and failures differently. Um, and basically, we just try to equip people with lenses to see the world more accurately. And it's amazing how um, you can really thwart problems down the line yeah. when people understand these differences. Right. So it is very fun work. I'm thrilled that I've been able to do it for so long. I love watching out of an organization feeling like I really feel that they're headed in a little bit of a better direction. Sure. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm sure. And and I think for listeners hearing you say those things, I think it really, I think they really understand why I brought you in for this conversation because you, in some ways, are sort of an expert on those dynamics as somebody who looks at that for a living. And so your perspective and your voice is really going to be beneficial in this conversation as we, as we start to talk about what it looks like. Um, not only what it has looked like, but what it can look like for women serving in ministry. So yeah. really appreciate your perspective and, and you coming in to be a part of this, Tammy. Absolutely. Uh, Kay, um, you, you've served 
you've also served as a teacher here mm-hmm. at Grace Church in the women's ministry. And, uh, and so could you maybe give us a little bit more about those roles and, and why you serve in the women's ministry? You know, over the years, I've done some different things. And when our children were growing up here, one of the things that was a priority that we had talked about as a family is I wanted to serve where they were. Um, partly they were taking and I wanted to give back to those ministries and help. But it was such a great chance to see to um, their peer group what they were hearing, what they were seeing without... I wasn't necessarily right there with them in their groups. You yeah. know, I'd be teaching girls or doing something different. But it gave me perspective beyond our family mm. and what our family was dealing with yeah. to look at other family dynamics. So in the process, I, I had the opportunity to work with young women that were like... Right. Um, interns and it was it was just such a neat place to work alongside and get to know our church family um because one of the best things you can do is serve with one another to get to know one another right yeah and so that's how it started and then you know especially since my kids have graduated i've always been involved in women's ministry but i had more time to um dedicate specifically to that for a long time i've helped lead the summer studies but we're starting to step out and do some of the the different studies because one of my passions is to help women to really learn to dig into the word of God themselves. Um, Women, there's so many smart, intelligent women Mm -hmm. out there and just knowing that you have the Holy Spirit to guide and direct and teach you. For sure. Um, We just need to, you know, equip with the tools. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and in, and I, you know, lead two different ministries here at Grace Church with the high school and the college ministries. And I have a lot of women serving in those ministries as well, really capable, really intelligent, wise women who uh, I think, you know, thinking about them and the benefit that they get from the women's ministry, that that's a place where they can go and learn and and build relationships with each other and, and share ideas with each other. And so I think, I think seeing what you do and what the other women who lead in that ministry do it really, in some ways, is is a like a uh, a home base that sends out, you know, women into other ministries in the church to serve, and it equips them, and then they're able to go and do things like high school ministry, or like you said, the, the children's ministry, college ministry, and and all the other ministries that we have here. So, um, we really appreciate you and and all the women who teach there and and make the women's ministry stuff happen. Uh, but but now we're going to move into. This is where we kind of get into like some some deeper, uh, more difficult uh, parts of this topic. And, and I know before we even started the started recording, you guys mentioned how difficult this one was. And so I want to I want to bring up something that I think at at some point I think most women probably think about this. You know, just based on conversations I've had. Obviously, I'm I can't speak from my own perspective, but but based on conversations I've had and and just just thinking logically, I, it, it would make sense that for a member or a visitor or or even somebody who who's just going on our website trying to learn about Grace Church and uh, and they go and they I think one of the most noticeable things is going to be that we don't have a female on our leadership team as far as elders go. Um, we don't have any women on the pastoral staff. And so, um, and we'll, we'll kind of touch on that a little bit later, but um, our, 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 mem- our, excuse me, our leadership, the elders and the people who, who built Grace Church from the very beginning, you know, they've, they've carefully consulted scripture and they've tried really hard to get this right. And so they believe that the Bible um, calls men and not women to be elders. Um, and, and then that also means that women don't teach the gathered body in, in a Sunday morning context, in a worship service context. So given that, and all of those sort of um, constraints that we see in the ministry of Grace Church that specifically in this case apply to women, how do you guys feel about that stuff? And how have you dealt with that? How have you wrestled with that? How are you wrestling with that? And then how do you think the other women in our church feel about it? Uh, you know, that's an interesting question because just recently my husband and I had been talking about it a lot. Um, I have a number of young women in my life that I adore, and they've been asking hard questions. And I found that, sure, I could parrot back what I had been taught, and I could, you know, throw a verse out here and totally, there. Totally, yeah. And that... Um, 
but I wanted to be able to actually form a, a whole theology based on the Word of God from beginning to end. And so my husband and I are both doing kind of a deep dive yeah. into that topic right now, and it's been really fun uh, to discuss it together, um, to be able to ask the hard questions, because something you know I learned a long time ago is God is not afraid of our hard questions. That's right. And so you know if I'm having a feeling or a doubt that it's way better to dig in, into the Word and see what it says. You know, I said one of my passions was helping women learn to dig into the yes. Word themselves. I think um, this is the perfect example of why that's important. It's easy to hear what other people have digested for us, right? how they've chewed on it. I want to do the hard work myself mm -hmm. so it can be mine. And yeah. then I think that I can answer the questions better, not to say, well, Lance told me or mm -hmm. Nolan said this. And, you know, it's great. Those were helpful resources, and we can direct women to people who have studied it. But to hear a woman say, God is for your good, and he values you, mm. and there is nothing in his word mm -hmm. that is devaluing you. Yes, absolutely. And so that's why right now it's really a fun journey because it's um, it's allowed me to dig more deeply. And yeah. um, to do that with my husband's been really fun because it's opened his eyes yeah. to go, Oh, wait, I thought I really understood that, yeah. but I need to do more research. Well, too. and I, I so appreciate and admire that about both of you. I mean, obviously, Brian, as an elder, it's really great to, to hear, you know, somebody at that the top level of leadership in Grace Church say, I really want to, I don't want to just hear a pastor or somebody say, this is why blank, but I want to make sure that I understand it for myself, that I've done the hard work and the research. So, so it's really, and I think that's a testament to who our elders are, that they're those kinds of men that, that, that are deeply invested in understanding those things for themselves. But, but for you, I mean, having the, the influence that you have on these younger women who you, you've discipled and who you pour into to be able to exemplify that, I think is super important. And I, and I, I admire that because that's an approach that I, I take as well, you know, that I don't want to, it's that teach a man to fish versus give a man a fish type of, of thing. You know, I, I don't want my students, high school and college students to leave those ministries and go, well, I remember what Nolan said about this, but I don't really, I don't know how he got to those conclusions. I don't know how he, how he, you know, came to that. Um, I want them to walk away and go, you know, Nolan taught me how to figure this out, you know? So when I have a question, sure, I can still ask him. I want that relationship to be able to still have those conversations, but I can also look into this myself and, and maybe even go to Nolan and say, Hey, I, I, I disagree with you on this and here's why those are really fun conversations too. So I appreciate your approach in that both you and Brian. Well, I like what you said there because that is the really fun part um, we always think about the teacher being the one who is giving knowledge or something, but there's a relationship going on, mm -hmm. and we are learning from one another. From one another, that's something that's really important to us in the Bible studies, the women's Bible studies. It's not about me dispensing knowledge. Um, we are better together. We are Absolutely. learning together. We are chewing on Scripture together. Tammy's insights mm -hmm. help me grow. Right. You know, Rachel Castro. You know, she's probably 20 years younger, you know, yeah, yeah. her insights help me wisdom, to grow. Sure. It is a mutual back and forth yeah. conversation. And isn't that the discipleship process, right? Mm -hmm. That we're, if Grace is a disciple-making church, then we want to equip people not with not just with knowledge, but with the ability to discover for themselves and to, to learn that. So that's that's so true. Tammy, what about you? What do you think about this? Well, I um, personally, I line up just fine with where the where yeah. the elders have kind of drawn sure. the boundaries for us. I and I recognize that I've got other other women around this church that may not feel completely aligned there. And I I'm totally open to conversations sure. and, and understand that. But instead of it feeling like excluding or prohibitive to me, because there's really two places that they've they've chosen not to see women in, and that's elder role and preaching, teaching, teaching yeah. preaching. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
I think about all the places that women do play leadership roles yeah. with the with the elders blessing here. Um, we've got the administrative team that really oversees our entire yes. finances here. The, and wasn't it Ashley Harris gave a yes, she gave a report yeah. financial report last week? Right, and so we've got women on that team, which I think is a really critical role. Um, we've got greet team. We've got the connection ministry. We have ushers. Uh, women are open to all of these pieces. Mm-hmm. There's the hospitality. Uh, Youth, children's, of course, um, our community impact and our outreach. I mean, women serve in leadership roles all around our body. For sure. Um, so to me, I, I don't really see those two roles as complicated for me, mm. but I recognize they could be for other yeah, people. Definitely. But I do look to the fact that women definitely do get to contribute to the pulse of the church in a myriad of other ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned the, the te- the preaching role, you know, in the, from the pulpit and talked about that earlier. And for anybody who, who may not know, anybody listening and may not know, we are actively seeking a, a pastor for women who will be a, a woman. So, I mean, the, the, she will, whoever she is and whenever she comes on board, um, she'll be a, a female pastoral staff member. And we're, right. I, I, you know, I, I think I speak for the whole pastoral staff when I say we're really excited to have that voice in those meetings because we listen, we look around in a pastoral staff meeting and we recognize the sort of lack of diversity in there. And right. and we acknowledge that and we want to make sure that the input that we could be getting from a women's pastor, that it, that voice is in there. And so um, the, you know, we haven't found her yet because I think, the elders are looking for for a very qualified um, person who um, who can really fill a, a, what is a very big role, and so uh, they're being careful in that search, but but diligent. And so we're looking forward to having that voice on our staff, and uh, and I certainly am personally. So let's let's talk, Tammy. You you address this a little bit with your answer, whether we're talking about biblically, and I and, you know. As you were talking, I started thinking about Paul and First Corinthians and the spiritual gifts and the diversity of gifts. Mm-hmm. Paul talks about the the body, you know, one body, many parts, mm-hmm. and and the need for that that diversity of gifts. So whether we're talking biblically or from from kind of your professional perspective, mm-hmm. sociologically, right. what role and and what gifts do you think women specifically can bring to the table and and then the roles you mentioned some of those roles and how they fit into those well i mean i i women are part of the life of the church and so they play a really important part you know um, you know, COVID occurred mm-hmm. and our church yeah. is creeping back to looking thing. normal <laughs> yeah. again. And I, and I told my husband, I said, I kind of feel like Sundays just feel so weird still to me because we're missing some knees and some knuckles and some ears mm-hmm. and some eyes yeah. because the whole body isn't back together yet. And that's just kind yeah. of a, a feeling. And, and the same is true when you think about both the men and the women in our church. Um, they, they bring important parts to yeah. the body of Christ and they're all valuable. They're Absolutely. all valuable. Yeah. They bring unique pieces. So when you ask me kind of about, you know, what are some of those unique pieces, I, I think one of the big things that women bring that's really important is the ability to minister to other women, or I like to think of us oh, as man. female sheep. <laughs> yeah. And so some of the things that women probably have a little bit more of a capacity for ministry is to work with other women on things that Absolutely. that they understand, like miscarriages, infertility, oh, wounds from your mom, difficulty cultivating some of those female friendships. I mean, this is, it's a tough world sometimes. It is. Um, understanding the role of being a single woman or being a married woman. I mean, I think there are some places where we as women in a family can really minister and love on mm. each other in some very tactical and practical ways that, that might, might be different than the, the men in our family. Oh, 100%. And as somebody who, who you know, in a, in a pastoral capacity, I, I lead both, you know, guys and girls. I counsel guys and girls. And I know just how often I feel incapable of, of, of meeting some of those needs when there's a, a girl who's going through something and, and you know, I, I gotta, I have to find women who I can say, here's somebody you can go to, um, for this, you know, I feel very, um, insufficient in, in meeting those needs. So I think you're absolutely right about, about those areas where women mm-hmm. can meet those needs. What about you, Kay? My answer is really 
the same as Tammy's, and I, it just reminded me of um, the Bible study we were doing last semester, and we had several moms with newborns that weren't old enough to be in yeah. the nursery yet, <laughs> and they're nursing their babies, and Tammy and I are trying to get the baby to hold it because we had kind of fight over all <laughs> One's yours, Nolan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been done for a while, gladly, yeah. um, but, you know, we love to hold the babies and stuff, and what is it's like feeling like you're sitting there and you're studying the Word in the midst of real life, mm. loving one another in the stages that yeah. we're in, the ability for women of different generations to come yeah. together at the same time. It's beyond the Bible teaching. It's that community. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a sweet picture of what it means for so women true. to teach women while they're sitting there doing life and so what God's true. called them to do. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the thing about, you know, even holding babies because, and I want to give a shout out to Barbara, who's, oh, yeah. who's on our staff as somebody who coordinates all the childcare and everything. She does an incredible job, and gosh, especially in the midst of you know <laughs> trying to recover from the COVID stuff, and 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 she's gotten a lot of compliments, whether she's aware of it or not, of how how great she and, and Josh have done in in getting us you know back to a point of, of having childcare up here. But that is one of those. I feel like that's just a great example of you know women sitting in a nursery holding children who aren't their children, right? That that is such a unique and you know, un, maybe underappreciated is maybe the word. Um, it's easy to kind of, I think we just, as a parent, you know, we walk through that, that nursery area, we drop our kids off, we grab a pager and we, you know, go on and, and carry on with our morning. And you take for granted sometimes the fact that these are, these are women who aren't doing those things. They're not going to those classes and they're not always going to a worship service because they're sitting in there holding your children for you and caring for your children. And, and you know, we all know how, how frustrating and difficult it is to hold a crying baby. And, <laughs> and yet they do that. You, you do that. And, and I think that, and that's not a role that men fill, you know, yeah. in our church. And, and, you know, we, we have to recognize that as that's not a, they're not standing in a pulpit teaching in front of the whole church. But what they're doing is so vital and without it, and we've experienced that a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. You look at our attendance numbers the past few weeks prior to having childcare available again. It was this sort of unfortunate experiment that we had to, you know, <laughs> go through. What would it look like at Grace Church if we didn't have childcare? And so many young families are just missing. I mean, just the gap in who wasn't at church during that time is so obvious. And and like you mentioned earlier, we miss those people when they're not here. Yeah. And the reason they're not here, by and large, is because there's nobody that at that time we couldn't have anybody in there holding their babies for them. Right. So you, you just look at the vitality of that role. And, and I think it's maybe, maybe the COVID crisis gave us a chance to appreciate some of those people a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and and if, it, if it did, then that's a good thing that, that'll come out of that. So um, it's a great picture of, really of the women in our church loving and loving on. Mm. It so Families. is. It, yeah. it absolutely. So, so I want to, I, I want to get a little bit more into uh, what the Bible does say about women's role in the in the church. And we we know that, you know, Paul talks about women training women, and that that's a that's one of the, you know, I would say the most um, specific ways that women's roles in the church are are defined. And so, um, for. That, that's a role that I think there's a lot of opportunity for that. And, and I don't know that we have a huge shortage of women training women. I, I mean, I think we're, we're doing a good job. I think the women in our church are doing a good job of that. But if there are women out there who feel ill-equipped for that, they don't feel like they're capable, but they might want to, you know, how would you guys encourage them? Kay, what, what would you say to a woman like that? You know, I think for so many generations, we hear the term mentoring, and that sounds so intimidating because it sounds like you have to be the knowledgeable one to right. give that to a younger woman. And that's really not what this is about. This is about relationships. Hmm. It's about really um, involving, uh, getting involved in someone else's life and loving them intentionally. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't take some special skills or prerequisite you know, I think the call here is for older women to seek out younger women, yes. to be in relationship with them so that they can develop um, that trust 
and that they can learn from one another. So, you know, as we build relationships, those younger women may be more likely to come to us with their questions. But I know that the younger women in my life have taught me so much Mm. because they open my eyes to seeing things differently and their insights are so precious. And that um, I think this mandate to train younger women is only really the push to get to be intentional about it. And then, no, you don't have to be especially equipped to do this. Yeah. You just need to love people. I, I'm glad you said that about the the way that they help you you shape your perspective. Because, I mean, you look around our our world right now, and it's chaotic. You know, at 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 the very least, it's it's just absolutely chaotic. And there are so many huge topics that everybody's talking about mm-hmm. and wondering about, asking about right now. And it's really interesting when you you kind of look around and you see the differences in the ways that different demographics are approaching it, right? And, you know, you can almost tell when you're talking to somebody, let's say you're talking to an older person who has very little connection with younger people and you hear them talk about some of these issues and, and you you get the sense that you really don't know how a teenager or a 20 something year old is, is, is talking about this and, and maybe even their, um, the way their representations of younger people, you're like, that's not, that's not right at all. And vice versa. You can get it from, you talk to a young person, you know, a teenager who is really not connected with any adults, maybe not even their parents in that way, but when they don't have relationships with wise older people in their life, and their kind of perceptions of how older people think about it. Well, they're all, they all think this way or they all whatever. And, and you think, gosh, if you, if, if y'all could just sit down and talk to each other across the table, you know, and hear perspectives, I mean, you'd find a lot probably more in common than you realize. And so I, I love that you've highlighted that a couple of different times, the benefit that older people, and in this case, older women would get from, those relationships with younger women. So I think that's, that's really good. And I want to add on to that, you know, again, I'm going to put on my pastor hat here and, and say that, you know, we always have a need in our ministries for women. So when we talk about women training younger women, I think it's easy to get the picture of you guys sitting in a room at a women's ministry event on a, you know, weekday morning when there's childcare or whatever, and you get, some women in their 50s and 60s sitting down with women in their 30s and 20s, you know, younger moms, and that that's the older, younger connection. When in reality, we have a huge demographic of college, high school, middle school, mm-hmm. even even some of these elementary school kids who need that as well. And so ministering to women is not just sitting down at a women's ministry event. It's also going into these other ministries yeah. and and... And I think when you think in those terms, that catches all of these adult women, you know, from their twenties on, who can who can invest in, you know, women who are you know still college, younger younger ladies, high school girls, middle school, and things like that. So lots of opportunity for that in our church. That's not just in the women's ministry. And that's really the way it was designed. I, you know, we have artificially put in place all of these age segregations yeah. within the church, and um, there is mm. nothing sweeter than gathering different ages mm-hmm. together. You know, um, as we get older, I'm 51 now, I think they're the ones who give me energy and excitement and wanting, you know, because I find myself more and more just wanting to hang out at home yeah. on the weekends, you know, COVID wasn't as hard for me for some reason <laughs> this time. And so looking at that, I think, no, I need their energy. And how are we going to do that if we don't, don't mix with them? So there's so many benefits yeah. and, but we have to be intentional because our society is not set up for that. Hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. Tammy, what about you? What do you think about like, you know, thinking about women who may not, maybe they don't think they're wired for it or they're just nervous about getting into those roles. I mean, you, you do public speaking for a living and, and you had to start somewhere, right? I mean, what do you think about women who are wanting to get into those roles? Well, I think, I think if you're a woman um, here in our body and you, you kind of either want to be mentored or you kind of want to be in a mentoring relationship, and I'm, we're using that word today kind of just to find this, um, I, I think the best mentoring relationships are organic. Yes. And that's a lot of what um, Kay just talked about. 
as a po- we don't have a we we can't facilitate at our church. Please sign up if you want to be a mentor. If you want to impart all of your knowledge to somebody else, and please yeah. please sign up if you'd like to receive knowledge from somebody else. And <laughs> we we don't yeah. have that kind of and and it wouldn't work. I mean, it just doesn't work organizationally. I don't think it'd work in the church either. And so one of the things, and, and I love what Kay just said too, mentoring relationships, and even in organizations, the biggest corporations that I work with, they have found that clearly the best relationships work that are two way, meaning you're both. You're both yeah. teaching each other about your perspective differences, mm. and you you learn from that. So I think you want a two way. But what I would say is, if you if you want to be involved with another woman in your life, I think um, I think you need to get figure out ways you can be involved around here. And so that might be coming to some Bible studies. That might be um, joining our greet team, joining our hospitality team. Um, if you're more of an introvert and you want to just kind of do some of the behind the scenes, we've got opportunities regardless of how God wired you. We've got lots of opportunity around here where you can be, where you can serve. And so one of the things that I do is I'm on the, the greet team or the connection team. And so I love to be at the front doors and just greeting people. And I'm not good with names, but that's something this is really challenged me to work on so that I can say, hi, George, instead of, hey there. Um, and so if, and one of the things that's been great for me is I have gotten to know a lot of other people that are also on the great team. And I don't think I'm in a mentoring relationship with any of them, but one of the best ways for me to develop that rapport and that connection with them is to serve alongside of them. And Kay's probably one of the best examples I can think of. She's done a She's done a Bible study um, for young women on Mondays, and I don't think she ever started that ministry thinking she would move into our mentor relationship with any of them, but just by hanging out with them every Monday um, and doing doing God's word with them, she is a mentor. It's organic, and and I so I so I'm a little bit hesitant when people say I'd, I'd like to be a mentor. You know, I I think you you just get in the trenches, find a place, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid at our church. We're big enough that um, you might put yourself into a ministry and say that's not for me. That's fine. Pull out, try something else, but. But be involved. I'll tell you one of the best advices, best pieces of advice I ever got was from a woman who did mentor me years and years ago. And she said, Tammy, if you're having a really hard time figuring out where you fit in your church, which I think a lot of us women have a hard time figuring out where we fit, she said, it's kind of like being in a car and it's parked and your job is to turn the steering wheel to try to figure out where you should be ministering. It's really, really hard to turn a steering wheel in a parked car, right? Oh, that's a really good, that's a really good analogy. Yeah. But start moving the car a little bit and it becomes really easy to turn wow. the wheel. So she said, Tammy, forward momentum. Yeah. Get involved in something, you know, children's ministry, junior high ministry, high school ministry. I will unashamed, unashamedly promote my husband's (laughs) ministries. You want to make coffee? We got places for you to make coffee. You want to greet people? You want to help walk people through this massive building we have to try to figure out where their kids go to (laughs) class? We need people like that. So get involved in some ministry. Don't be afraid that if it's not the fit, there's lots of other fits for you. But in motion, those connections will happen Mm -hmm. and those relationships establish. Yeah. And that was something we talked about in in a staff meeting you know, when we were still, I think it was right when we just started getting church going again, maybe even before people were coming here, we were still recording and talking about how much we realized how, just how many people are involved in making a Sunday morning at Grace Church happen. Yeah. It's it's pretty, you, you don't really understand it until you sit down and you look at maybe a list of, of names, you know, on a Sunday yeah. morning, the different ministries that that have to cooperate together on a Sunday morning to make, you know, cause we have, you know, pre COVID it's like 850 people coming in this building, right. you know, dropping kids off and sitting in worship services, going to classes, um, and, and all the different things. Making coffee is one of the, you just don't even, you don't even mm-hmm. think about it. And then you're like, Oh yeah, somebody has got to make this coffee. And a lot of people have to make it and they have to come up here sometimes at 6am yeah, yeah. on a Sunday yeah. morning. So there's, there, there's a lot of roles like you said, and and I love that analogy about the parked car. That's so. Yeah. I'm going to use that. So yeah, um, go but, ahead. I got it. But from yeah, a mentor. <laughs> I mean, going moving moving forward. I think that's that does seem like for for people, women and men who are trying to get involved, that does feel like the biggest hurdle is just starting. Right. Yeah, right. J- just taking one step. You know, it feels I think like the most intimidating one. And if that first step is just calling a pastor and saying. Hey, what opportunities are there? I mean, your husband oversees a lot of that right now. So, 
hey, what can I do? And and just finding out what options there are. And then all of a sudden, okay, there, I can pick from this list a little bit. I can try one. I'm not committed for, right. for you know, any amount of time when I just say, yeah, I'll, I'll try that this week or whatever. So that's a great point too. And, and I think that'll help. I think that'll help some people who are, especially women who are looking to get involved to, to break down that initial barrier. Yeah. Can I add something to what Absolutely. she said? You know, she brought up the point that, you know, having this group was then helps me to be able to speak into their lives or whatever that it actually came about more because I was serving back when my kids were, um, where they were. And I started teaching um, high school girls and we had the same group from like seventh grade to the point that they graduated. And in the midst of that, I started working with one of the interns and she and I were together. And now we have this really close relationship and I feel like I'm the grandmother to her, her girls and stuff that started so many years ago. Mm. It didn't happen overnight. It was investing. And that is exactly what Tammy's saying. We were out there serving and then there was an organic, natural yeah. um, relationship that was built. And so basically some of those girls that were in that class and then some of the workers are now the ladies yeah. that we're talking about who are having their own children. Yeah, God has this all figured out. Mm-hmm. We've just got to get out there and allow him to work in our lives. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you could find a lot of people with, uh, with a story so about how they started something with, with certain expectations and then, you know, months or years down the line, things looked so different from what they initially expected. Um, and, and the relationships that are built and the experiences that they're able to, to have, um, I think, I think that that's probably the case for a lot of people. So yeah, you may think you're just making coffee for people yeah. and you might've ended up adopting someone into your family because that's a, of yeah. it. Yeah, no, well said. Mm-hmm. Um, well said. So, yeah. so when we talk about these, these opportunities for women, we talk about training women, discipling women, where do you, where do you feel like Grace Church is doing a good job of that? And, and, and that, that we can kind of build on a strength there. I think one of the things is the the fact that our Bible studies are multi generational. Mm. Um, not that there are never you know specific groups that meet together, um, and not that we can't even improve that more. But I remember coming here when, when we first moved to Wichita Falls and started going to Grace. My sons were one and a half and three, um, or yeah, four. Sorry, I don't even know the ages of my children <laughs> anymore. Four, so. I was that young mom with young kids and the ladies that poured into us who were older, you know, were such a big part of that. And just, we've watched the progression of that over the years, being in Bible study with them. Um, that was, that was so meaningful. And those relationships, like we talked about developed. So I think the fact that we have multi-generational Bible studies is a great starting point. Even if you're sitting with your friends there's some point you have to get up and go get water or do something. It, it's a really easy way to start meeting yeah. people. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Timmy, what about you? Well, I just, you know, our, the mission of our church is to develop mature disciples of Jesus yes. Christ. And I think um, I think we offer a myriad of opportunities to do that um, in the life of our church on Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, whatever. Um, you, you probably can't be involved in everything like none of us can in this room. Um, there's just a lot that's offered. And so you figuring out um, what's going to be a great uh, connector for you and what's also going to help in, your, in our role of sanctification, being discipled, I think is important. One of the things that I think we do really well with women around here, though, is um, Kay and I both serve on the women's steering team in, in the absence of having our, our female pastor at this right, point, yeah. our pastor to women. Um, and uh, one of the things that we have been absolutely blown away with is how cool it is at our church that women are doing the ministry um, all the time. And so like, you know, whether it's a women's retreat, it is it is the women in our body that are doing every single nuance of the deployment of that. Yeah. Um, in in uh, you know, our Bible studies, they are most often studies that are done internally with our women, with, um, you know, round group table leaders that are also here. We just, we've got a really, we've got a really cool, um, I'm trying to think of the word I want to say, um, a synergy that I think yeah, we have yeah. amongst women here of really 
really wanting to serve one another and to work with one another. And, and I think that's also part of the discipling role mm-hmm. is to see our family figure out how we, how we work with each other and serve each other well. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much more fun to serve with one another than try to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been sweet watching like things you didn't know about a woman before. Like, I had no idea she had all those talents. She could do this and this. It's fun. Yeah. Well, we talk about what, what Grace Church does well, and I think, you know, I, I'm proud of the ministry we do. I think that uh, from our leadership down, I think this is a really um, fantastic church. This is why I've been on, stayed on staff as, as long as I have and want to continue to stay on staff here. But at the same time, when we look at maybe maybe there are opportunities we're missing, maybe there are things that, um, I mean, obviously we know we need a women's pastor. That's why we're we're looking for one, right? So we knew that there was a, um, you know, a, a deficit somewhere. So are there any other areas where you look around and you say, here's maybe here's something that we could do, we could add to what we're doing, or where maybe we need more female input, where there, there isn't enough, something like that? Do you all see any of that when you look around Grace Church? You know, I think we're always growing in how we relate to one sure. another. And so there's always going to be room for improvement because mm-hmm. um, we all have growing to do. Absolutely. But overall, I, I think we're going in a good direction. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what I like to focus on yeah. is, if anything, not where the def- deficits are, but what can we do? Like, how can we think out of the box? What yeah. can we do yeah, next? Yeah. And um, just have an excitement about the future. Yeah. And I think our leadership, what's really cool about this the staff and the, the people I get to work with is they like that too. They like mm-hmm. to, to, you know, self-critique and examine and say, what can we do, you know, differently? What, you know, what are those outside the box things that we're not doing now that we, that we can do? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a good mentality to have and one that I'm, I'm glad to see happen regularly here. Mm-hmm. Tammy, did you have any I thoughts was, on that? I was thinking about that first Sunday that Lance came back and he taught that lesson about being known prepared and launched. And we don't have the formula perfect here. No church does. Um, But I think about, you know, constantly looking and reevaluating, especially from a a woman's lens of how can we help women around here want to be known, want to be prepared Mm. and and ready to be launched to do the ministry on their own. And so we have holes. I think, I think we've got lots of opportunity where people are just really helping to fill some of those. So I think, I think we're, we're doing pretty well in a lot of ways, but certainly I think ultimately we want to make sure that we can create a culture around here where women, you know, love and serve and really are excited to minister to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is where we'll kind of land the whole conversation and, and, um, what we'll close with, but I wanted to go back and revisit something that came up earlier. And it was, it was when Kay, you mentioned the, the journey that you're on right now of exploring and, and better understanding what the Bible says about women in ministry and women in the church and, and being able to, um, I guess to, to, to express that yourself, to, um, articulate that for yourself and, and that, you know, you and your husband are both on that journey together, but, but can you give us a little bit more of what that looks like? Where are you, um, where are you maybe focusing in the scriptures and what are you chewing on right now? I mean, just what does that journey look like? Well, I'm chewing on personally. Um, I've, I, I see the different passages on women and let's face it. Some of them are a little hard to understand yeah. and it's easy to isolate things and just look at a verse or, um, but we have to take, the whole counsel of God's mm. word. And it was really Lance that started me helping me think more holistically yeah. about a theology that you build across the word of God. And so I think it's really interesting to look back. Um, he mentioned, I think it was in the study of Colossians, or um, the word that is used at the beginning where women were created as a help me mm. or helper, you mm-hmm. know, there's different translations, but that word and I can't pronounce it. There's a Hebrew word, the I Hebrew think, Azer, yeah. Azer, or something uh-huh. like that. But that that was often referred to God, kind of in a warrior role. Uh, mm. role. And when we start from the idea of being warriors for our husband wow. and warriors for our Christian brothers, it's an empowering thing. Yes, It's not about what I can't do. It's about what I can do. Mm. And that is what I mean by building a full theology 
It's not, sti- it's not just quoting a verse to answer a question. It's understanding the heart of God. Tammy and I were talking about this, and she had such a great way of putting it. It's about seeking what is God's heart in this. We know it's always for our good, and it's always for His glory. Yeah. And so my journey isn't so much trying to disprove or prove or anything like that. It's really trying to say, what does God have to say about this, not what have people told me about it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I love the the way you talk about the 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 whole narrative or you know the more seminary word I guess is like the meta narrative mm-hmm. of of the Bible and how you're fitting any given passage or what you're reading in one section of the Bible. You want to make sure that you're like you said you don't want to isolate that and try and you know you can't unpack it very far if you don't fit it into the bigger picture. And so. Um, I, I'm glad that you said that because I think whether we're talking about a difficult topic like women in ministry or we're talking about, um, you know, race is, is another mm-hmm. big topic that's coming up a ton right now, or we're talking about any number of other difficult issues, you know, we've, we've got to approach scripture fairly, I think is maybe the way to say it, like to really give God a, a chance to show us what he's doing on a grand scale before we come to him and say, it's not fair that you did blank. And, and I think, like you, you said this earlier, God's not afraid of our questions. Mm-mm. So when we do have those frustrations, I'm not at all advocating that you, you pipe down and don't bring them to the Lord, you know, but, but understanding that, um, you know, I kind of think about Job and him confronting the Lord like with some complaints, and then God's going to, you know, pull his vision, <laughs> zoom out, you know, and like, hey, Job, I want you to catch the bigger picture here. And and that's going to shift your perspective. So I, I do think this is a difficult topic. I think it's one that I've heard a lot of women say that they're struggling with and say that they feel like they need more clarity on. And and so, again, today was about starting that conversation, conversation and giving them the chance to, A, feel the freedom to, to struggle in this and to, to, that, Hey, you're not alone and you're, you're not in disobedience because you have a question about this and you feel an attention that that's not wrong. Um, and that God is, is big enough to handle our, our doubt, our confusion, our frustration, uh, but that he has a big picture and that we are, we so often fail to see it in his, in his way. And I, this is a cheesy example, but I always think about the the Prince of Egypt and the you know that old animated you know retelling of Moses and and you know his father in law Jethro sings the song "Look at Your Life Through Heaven's Eyes," mm-hmm. and that you get you can you can just see it from your limited perspective, and you can get frustrated with how things might be going or what you might see in a certain instance. But when when you you back out and you go, God's got a you know a grand plan for all of this. He wants you to be a part of it. And it's a plan for redemption. It's a plan for your good. And, and then, then it's a lot easier to trust him where you have frustration, where you feel those tensions. It's a lot easier to go. I, you know, I, I don't necessarily have my answers right now, but as I look for them, I can trust that what you're, what you're doing is, is good. And that ultimately it's going to, it's going to be, um, for your glory and for my good. I think, um, you know, I don't want to. I I don't want to talk too much and sermonize about this topic, but I am reminded constantly, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in parenting, whether it's in leading ministry, or friendships, or you know, right now this this whole race debate right now. In in any of those contexts, I'm reminded constantly of the fact that I, if I stay where I am, you know, and I don't, and I and I assume that I've got everything figured out, then I'm going to miss some things. I'm going to miss out on some relationships. I'm going to miss out on some opportunities that God may be putting in front of me to minister to people uh, that I need to acknowledge that I, I have changing to do. And we don't like to change a lot of times. And we like to think that we've, we've got things figured out and change then means that we have to admit we were wrong on something and we don't want to do that. But for me, I find God constantly reminding me, you're not right about everything <laughs> and you need to be willing to change in some of these places and, and, you know, don't compromise where you think you've found truth, but be open to recognizing that you haven't seen it 
you know, for, for everything that that's there. Right. And like, like what you're talking about. So I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, women need to just, you know, if you're struggling with this, just stop struggling and, and, (laughs) and, you know, just get on board with what we're doing or anything like that. But, but to, but to remind people and remind myself that we can trust the Lord and that changing our mind on things and, and that seeing his big picture is always going to help us to trust him more and to, to get out of our, um, our limited perspective and our comfort zone. So I, I hope that makes sense and I hope that, that applies yeah. here. But I think, I think grappling is living in the tension. And, yes. and Tom Rogers mm-hmm. uh, was fantastic at helping me understand that living in the tension is where we glorify God. That's well said, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, I like to think of it when we're when we're looking at these topics that are maybe a little harder to understand and people come at it and come to different conclusions. When I approach God's word, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be about what the culture is telling it me, me it means mm-hmm. or what my pastors are telling me what it means. Um, I liken it to like if you put on sunglasses, you can still see the words, but it's going to be tinted a certain mm-hmm. color, and that yeah. can be our preconceived ideas about any any topic. Yeah. But if I put on reading glasses, not only are they clear, but they magnify the words that are on the page. Mm-hmm. And so I try to remind myself when I approach a topic like this or anything in God's Word, put on the reading glasses. Let's look to see what God says, not what others have been telling mm-hmm. us to believe about it. Um, those are great resources, but if it doesn't start in the Word, how am I going to sift through all the voices? Yes, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate both of your wisdom. You, you guys bring so much to the table w- with this conversation. I appreciate y'all helping me to start this conversation and uh, you know on this platform of, of the podcast and one that I look forward to continuing again and again and and um, and that I, I look forward to our church continuing to explore this and and uh, just keep trying to get it right, you know. So uh, thank you guys, and I want to remind uh, our listeners that if y'all have uh, questions about what what we've talked about today or things that you think we could talk more about in the future, uh, you can email us, exchange at gracechurch.com, and uh, we'd love to, to talk about those in future episodes. So, Kay, Tammy, thank you all so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed this conversation, and just so glad to have you all in the church family. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us.